Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. And Lakes, Woods, and Irons on our Facebook page as well. Be sure to check that out, and you've got a chance to win there. In fact, we had a winner from our Second Swing Golf uh, gift cards that were given away. We'll do that again this week. Last week, Joe Doolittle was our lucky winner, so Joe will have a gift card to uh, Second Swing Golf. We appreciate their assistance. And uh, be sure to, it's a neat, just a drop down, like the Facebook page, and you'll find a chance to enter every week. Chris uh, had another old-timer win on the PGA Tour this week. Yeah, Stuart Sink won in uh, Harbortown. Gosh, his third win there. And uh, it's second win of the year after having, uh, what, seven year, seven or eight years without a win. So, uh, and quite emotional with his with his son, uh, his caddy for the week. He caddied for him back in the fall at uh, uh, in his win at the Safeway Open in in, uh, in California as well. Yeah, the Safeway kind of had to grind out a uh, pretty close match that day with uh, uh, Higgins, I think, if that's the right name. And uh, Harry Higgs. Harry yeah. Higgs, yeah, Higgs, yeah. But this this week. Uh, it was interesting. I, it was fun to listen to him talk about Sink coming down the stretch because he's very, very modest guy. Just That's just his personality. And he had said, I don't think the field had much of a chance this week. So he was uh, very confident this week, and he, yes. he loves that golf course, I know. No, he does. I mean, gosh, to, to win three times, I think. Uh, what, I, what I see, there's only uh, – you know, if you take Tiger and Sam Snead out of the equation, there's only a, uh, a handful, five or six other players that have ever won event three times uh, over the course of their career. So that's uh, that's a pretty big deal. When you open 63-63, that's not bad. You, you, you've kind of got a jump starter <laughs> on wow. the rest of the field. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of birdies. Yes. <laughs> we want to... Uh... Advise everybody, we've got Brandon Stukesbury, the second half of that great interview with Brandon, the short game guru. That's coming up this week. And also our good pal Glenn Hagberg from Madden's going to join us as they've got things opening up right around the 1st of May. So that's good timing with Glennie. Chris, uh, <clears throat> Lydia Cole on tour, she's important to the tour. She's a big name, and uh, she's made a pretty nice comeback and got a win this week against some of the other really big names on tour. Yeah, gosh, a, a great, great win for Lydia Coe. and uh, it's hard to believe she, she's only she's only 23 years old, and has not won you know since 2016. And uh, at 17 year old, years old, she was the number one player in the world. So you, you kind of lose perspective of of you know she's had a Hall of Fame career, and she's <laughs> only 23 years right. old and and hasn't won since 2016. So. It was very nice to see her back in the uh, back in the winner's circle, and uh, you know it's 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 amazing what the the game of golf will do to you. And, you know, ha- having some ups and downs, but uh, between her and Jordan Spieth um, winning in the last couple of weeks, it, it's great to see the a couple young players who are, are phenoms, uh, you know, get get back to to playing great golf. Could be a very nice year, and uh, who knows, maybe several years now, hopefully, for the LPGA Tour. They've got uh, uh, girls with a lot of star power up on the top of the leaderboards this year and uh, and uh, kind of worldwide uh, star power coming in as well, of course, which they've already had. But, boy, it's uh, it's fun leaderboards the last uh, month or so on the LPGA. 
Yeah, and the, the LPGA is really getting back into full swing. You know, they during the lockdown last year, they were they were the last tour to really get going, and now they're kind of back into the season where they missed all the tournaments last year. So it, it will be nice to see uh, you know the LPGA on a weekly basis now going forward for the season. Going back just a minute to Sink, we were talking off air before we started that. Uh, Stuart Sink, of course, has his son on the bag, which is a, a very casual, cool vibe that they have. Of course, they now with the technology, now you, you can hear anything they're saying. And uh, Dustin Johnson's got his brother on the bag. Lee Westwood has his fiance or his son on the bag. Is it just a, kind of a relaxation factor for some, and, and maybe it wouldn't work for others, Chris? Well, I think, you know, all three of those um, – Stuart Sink, I, I was amazed at listening to the conversations between him and his son because they they were, um, I mean, you know, they, they were his son is very knowledgeable in the game, yeah, and a very good player, and and they were using a, a system called Decade uh, on their approach shots and their and their um, shots up the tee to you know to kind of calculate distances and yardage and. And so it uh, it was really fun listening to the two of them talk, and um, and then of course Dustin Johnson's brother he, he's a great player in his own right, and I think there's a big comfort level there, um, you know, being able to when you're out there with somebody that you know so well, uh, as opposed to somebody that you maybe not know not know as well, not know your game as well, uh, it it definitely adds a, a level of confidence and. And, um, you know, just relaxation. And then, then Lee Westwood, his, his, his son's a very good player. And then his girlfriend's a very good player played on the, on the, the, uh, I think the, I can't remember if it's the English national team or the, um, uh, Swedish national team, but a great player in his own, in her own right. Yeah. And so obviously knows the game very well. And again, you know, she she knows Lee's game well and can you know you know gives him a, a level of confidence. And um, one of the things I you know just from a a casual player standpoint, I always think a cat. You know, we talked about uh, with Glenn the caddy program at the Classic, and a, a caddy it can go kind of two ways. It can either greatly enhance the experience for a player. Or it can be detrimental to the experience. So when you have somebody out there that you're comfortable with, that you don't necessarily have to feel like you have to create conversation, or somebody that, that you're out there with that, that doesn't know your game at all, uh, having that somebody on the bag that that you're that you're comfortable with, that gives you good energy, that that provides you with with good yardages and, and green reads and that type of thing, that, that can really help enhance your game. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool partnership when you get to have somebody like your son or your wife or your girlfriend on the bag. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back with our guest, Brandon Stukesbury. Chris and Brandon will talk over uh, the short game. If you're interested in improving your short game, it's a good segment to tune into. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Find us on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. And if you like our Facebook page, just do that, and you'll have an opportunity to win. You like the Facebook page, you'll get a little drop-down menu, 
and you'll have a chance to win some uh, Second Swing gift certificates, some nice gift certificates from Second Swing. Go down, buy some golf swag, improve your game that way. Last week we featured part one of uh, Chris's interview with Brandon Stukesbury, a short game guru. Those two continue talking about the short game. Here's part two of that interview now. Sure. You know, it's, it's always interesting. I think as coaches like we are, you, you, you study people and you, you, you know, you're, you, we're by nature inquisitive. And I think uh, it's always fascinating to me that, you know, good players to medium handicap players, so many of them place so much emphasis in the full swing and, and being technolo- or yeah. technically very good at those skills. And when it comes down to putting, they don't have the same awareness of the mechanics of the stroke and yeah. those skills. And um, you see a you see a great variation in people's putting strokes and putting games yeah. where the rest of their game may be very technically sound. What why do you, why do you think that is, Brent? Yeah, I, I you know I you're right, and and what. What I hear more often than not, it's almost like there's this mystique surrounding putting, mm-hmm. right? That, that maybe because there isn't as much information out there in the world of, of books and videos and whatever mm-hmm. that there is as compared to full swing. Um, I, I think you see a lot of stylistic differences on the tour yeah. that are easier to spot in putting than they are in full swing. Right, because the full swings happen so fast. Yeah. Um, that I think people tend to look at that and they tend to, to pick that out, and you get this sentiment like, you know, I just do whatever you want. As long, you know, as long as, and I can't tell you how many times I've yeah. heard that on a putting green. You know, well, man, if it feels good to you, it's okay. Just keep doing that. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Would you, would you pay me if I said that to you in the full swing? Yeah. Like, just because it feels good, it's still terrible, man. Right. You know? and, and so. <laughs> There's, it's like there's this mystique and people just don't understand it enough. And so I really try to to break that down in the book. And I talk about how even on tour, see, the problem is on tour, you can't ever get a great camera angle, as you know, because mm-hmm. the cameras will never stand where you really need to be able to stand to be able to compare player A to player B. Um, they'll never stand beside them. You can kind of get the front on, you know, the face on view, but... But if you look at the best players on the planet, you'll see all kinds of styles. You'll see fat grips, skinny grips, short putters, long putters, wide stances, narrow stances. But there's about four or five things that they all do the same. Right. Just like in full swing, right? No matter what shape they have, they all shift their weight the same way. They all deliver forward shaft lean the same way. They all manage the face. And so the same thing exists in putting. People just don't know how to pick it out. And so I really try to take people through that. And I've got this image of a, of a down-the-line view where I draw these lines, and I talk about the five lines of good putting. And it doesn't matter what video you pull up. It doesn't matter what player you look at. If you, if you know what those lines are, you can start to identify them, and you can see all these guys do it the same way, and girls too. Yes. You know, um, Their eyes are all in the right spot, sort of over to slightly inside the edge of the ball. Their hands are always hanging under their shoulders. Their hips are always balanced over the back of their heels. Their arms all have bend, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and so um, might there be one or two outliers out there? Yes, but, but if 185 of them do it one way and two do it the other way, then that tells you something. Right. So 
uh, you're right. I mean, there's this there's this really interesting sort of unknown world out there, and amongst amateur golfers, that that putting is this weird, you know, do whatever you want. If it feels okay, it must be good world, and that's just not true. Yeah, and it's the it's the it's the one area of the game where, you know, the mid handicapper or low handicapper can be equally as good as the the best players in the world. Absolutely. I said the same thing in the wedge book, and it's even more so in the putter book, right? I mean, not many people can swing a driver like Rory McIlroy, yeah. right, or Dustin Johnson. Everybody has the ability to putt like Rory or Dustin Johnson. Exactly. Maybe Dustin's a bad example of the putting. But, but you get my point, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have to have tour-level talent or elite-level talent to be able to putt better because the physicality required – just isn't high right? as compared, right? You know, as compared to swinging a driver 119 miles an hour. And so not many people can do that, but everybody can putt. And so um, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's why I decided to focus in the world of short game six years ago when I put out the wedge book. And it's why I wanted to put out the putting book because I really think the short game wedges and putting are two areas where people can save a lot of shots without nearly as much work as it takes to save a lot of shots in full swing exactly. right you know as a coach you know you can't ball strike your way to success right when, I mean, when the best in the world miss 35 percent of the time we're never going to be able to hit it close enough to save bad putting right like, we're just not and yeah. so um I think it's really important, and that's kind of why I wanted to go that direction. And, and as I mentioned earlier, it took me a little longer to get the book out than I wanted. I probably should have put it out a couple of years after the Wedge book, but that's on me. That's you know, I drug my feet a little bit, but but nonetheless, I'm I'm, I'm happy it's out. I'm proud of how it came out, and I think it's written the same vein as the Wedge book. And so, if people have have purchased the Wedge book or read the Wedge book, then you're going to see a similar style in the putter book. You bet, Brandon. I get we got to be aware. Uh, conscious of your time but one last question uh one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is, is practice and practicing effectively and uh can you give us a, a couple things on on practicing putting that uh that are going to make people better putters yeah sure so there's two things i'll say the first i would say is practice the skills right and so when you go out there and you throw down three balls and you hit three balls to the same hole you're not practicing the skills. Mm -hmm. You're just not, right? And so separate. So the first thing I would say is separate your practice into the skills. Okay, work on if you if you had a if you had an hour, right? Work on speed control for 20 minutes. And there might be three, four, or five different drills you could do that that isolate speed control. Work on start line control for 20 minutes, right? And there might be three or four drills there. And then you work on speed control for 20 minutes. Um, so that's the first thing I would say is make sure that you're isolating the skills and then touching each individual skill in every single session, right? The second thing I would say is make sure that when you practice, you never hit the same putt twice, okay? Because there's a there's sort of a learning loop that our brains go through as uh, you know, complex animals, mm -hmm. if you will, and how we think and how we learn. And you really have to be able to complete that loop in order to learn. You have to try something, evaluate whether what you tried was good relative to the goal, and then try it again. And if you can't complete that loop, right, then, then, then nothing's ever going to happen. And so if you just stay in the same place and hit the same ball over and over and over again, eventually that loop is broken. 
So you you have to challenge it. Change something. Change downhill versus uphill. Change how far away from the hole it is. Change the break from left to right to right to left. Like something has to change on every single putt. And so those are the two things probably I would recommend the most. Isolate the skills. Make sure you never hit the same putt twice. Well, that's great stuff, Brandon. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, tell us where we can get the, uh, the the putter book and the wedge book. Yeah, so everything's on Amazon, right? And so if you just search the putter book or the wedge book or, you know, Brandon Stukesbury on Amazon, you'd find it. Um, it's available in both paperback version as well as digital um, through Kindle. Um, and you can get the Kindle app, you know, on your uh, on your iPhone as well. It's not just in, on the Android space. Um, if you really want a signed copy, you can always reach out to me through my website. I'm happy to sign a copy to you. You can pay me direct, and I'll ship it to you that way. Awesome. Take a little longer to get to you, but it'll be personalized. But everything's available on Amazon, and, and uh, always appreciative of folks that, that want to pick it up. Awesome. Well, Brandon, we'll we'll, uh, we'll look forward to following up with you soon, and uh, have a great week next week at the Zurich Classic. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it, man. You're a good friend, and Thanks for having me on. It's always a good time. Thanks, Brandon. That was, that was Brandon Stokesbury, head professional at Medidare Country Club in New Orleans. That's part two of Chris's interview with Brandon Stokesbury. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Next up, head professional Glenn Hagberg from Madden's. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and find us on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Facebook, Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Also, uh, look for our podcast, Lakes, Woods, and Iron. Special guest, Chris, longtime uh, colleague of yours. I'll let you handle the introduction. Yeah, I want to welcome to the show from Madden's head golf professional, Glenn Hagberg. Glenn, great to have you on early in the season here. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Great to be with you. Nice to be talking golf. Uh, Glenn, you're kind of a pretty big hockey guy, so you, you still got a little hockey and golf going on as far as the national goes, but you don't have to referee any more games right now, do you? No, it wasn't, there wasn't much uh, downtime this year. It went straight <laughs> from straight from Tuesday was the last game I officiated, and the course opened on Friday. So <laughs> Skates this off, was, uh, skates off, spikes on, right? <laughs> yeah yeah so but still a little hockey left on tv but it's uh it's golf season now as far as i'm concerned yeah absolutely and uh, let's tee off the 2021 season you got a lot coming up uh, glenn yeah well the west course has been open for a couple weeks and the driving range and so that's been exciting to have one of the earlier open dates uh, in recent history, certainly, maybe in a lot of history, um, but, uh, you know, certainly a lot of enthusiasm for golf right out of the gates this year. Um, all signs are pointing to uh, a nice season. So um, the West has been rocking and rolling, and that is open daily. And then uh, everything is going to open up here, uh, coming up here soon on April 30th. So the Social Nine. Pine Beach East and the Classic all open on Friday, April 30th, and then the resort opens uh, along with the courses on that day as well. Fantastic. Glenn, that's that's a little earlier than the Classic typically opens, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the 
the classic of course always has set dates and so a year like this year although it's been a little cold during the week is uh nice bonus time for our maintenance crew so they were able to get in and be working on the golf course early this year and uh and uh you know by may 30th uh, i think it allows for the course to be greened up and and playing really well so uh normally first friday in may and so with this year uh that friday falling on april 30th we we decided to pull pop her open on that day but early chance to work on the course and uh, a pretty mild winter i'm guessing it came through pretty nicely glenn yeah i would suspect that i haven't spoken with everyone but i would suspect that this year everyone in our area certainly and and throughout the state uh will be uh waking up in the spring here in very very good condition i think it was pretty ideal pretty ideal winter for the turf and um uh, certainly at Madden's, all four courses here came through the winter really well, and uh, I think they're going to be playing quite nicely early on. So that's uh, that's always a nice way to start the season. <laughs> no question. Yeah, they they look fantastic, Glenn. When I drive by every day on my bike or my in my car, they they look just great. And um, I th- I think it's going to be a great season. You know, we, we like you said, the the winter was kind of ideal for the golf courses we had some very cold weather but we had enough snow cover and the thing that really hurts generally is the freezing and unfreezing and we didn't have really any of that where we got turf damage so it's uh it's it's shaping up to be another great year of golf right right absolutely yeah the 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 rain that we've had here during the week has helped green things up and if we could just get a few uh warmer temps i think things will really pop so. <laughs> yeah yeah glenn the uh i was watching uh, before the masters a couple of good specials on caddies are you guys going to have the uh caddy option again this year yeah we are and um things have been going really well last year last year uh you know we've kind of joined a network of caddy programs around the state and of course there was you know there was a lot of optimism with golf but with caddies you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of clubs that were very very cautious and with with their caddy programs, and so we we were, I think, the only program in the state that reported caddy rounds to be up for the year, and and most of it was attributed to the, you know, the way that we run our program with just um, kind of being steady standard protocol for, uh, especially for our out of town guests in the mornings June, July, and August. And uh, with play being up, that led to the caddy program doing really well last year. And and, uh, we had a really good um, group of caddies. A lot are returning this year. You know, we continue to uh, be able to draw guys in from out of state and uh, even from different parts of the state. Uh, A lot of, of, um, you know, Division II and Division III college level golfers that come and caddy for us so um the guys have really done a nice job providing a high level of experience for the guests and i think that's been part of our success here but we yeah we're looking ahead to another really positive year and uh very you know very very continue to be very excited about providing that experience for people nice unique Glenn. experience yeah whether it's a one-off or you you might get used to it and do it all the time but uh, guys should probably do it once for sure yeah 
Yeah, it's it certainly is a you know, I think I've said it before, but you know, when I think of my top 5 golf experiences I've ever had, um all five of them are walking the golf course and three of them are playing a great golf course with a caddy. And so it's hard to put it into words or into writing what that experience is. But, uh, I think, um, at any level of golfer, it's, it's definitely something that you should experience once. And, uh, yeah, it is pretty neat. Now, uh, we, of course, like a lot of the resorts have guests that return, you know, year after year, they're kind of here the same, week or maybe the same day every single year and and uh so now we you know we may not have people that are repeat you know coming every week or every month during the season but uh we have some people that are pretty well accustomed to some of our guys and requesting them when they come back for the the next year or so glenn how does how does the process work if somebody wants to play with a caddy do you have to reserve it ahead of time can you just show up what's what's the procedure yeah so um it's it's standard protocol before 10 a.m. in June, July, and August, um, with the exception of our members. So uh, everyone that make everybody that schedules a tee time, um, a, four, a four caddy is scheduled with them. And then um, we have communication that if somebody would prefer to walk with a traditional caddy, that they just ask the golf shop, uh, and we arrange that for them. And so it's probably it's probably 75% prefer to play with a four caddy to 25% walk with a caddy. And then after 10 a.m. or in the spring and fall, uh, we publicize that the caddies are, they're an optional service at that time, but by all means they're available. And so um, we just ask golfers to, um, you know, re- request a caddy, at the time of tea time or, um, you know, a, a day or two prior, at least. Sure. You know, we can get it lined up for them. And Glenny, Chris, well, and I have waited uh, long enough now. Uh, what about the food? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're looking forward to our restaurant uh, opening for the season. The Classic has been open for a couple weeks now for dinner, and then on the 30th, uh, the Classic Grill will be open um regular every day from 11 until 9 for lunch and dinner and so i have dined a couple times and uh it is good as usual um daryl's got a few new things on the menu over there chef daryl and uh that i would always highly recommend and then we're excited for the restaurants of course to be opening on property and uh you know our staff is coming along very nicely um of course uh Chef Bob always does a nice job in our kitchens, uh, and we've been able to do a little taste testing here this month to uh, sample the new menu and get familiar with that. So um, there, uh, there will be some uh, nice new uh, additions to the menu in Fairways and 19th Hole, the Lobby Cafe, and then um, I don't, I don't remember the. It's I believe that it is mid-May when Mission Point. Um, right down on the point at Madden's is scheduled to open. So uh, anyone who is interested in uh, uh, finding out more information can uh, find out everything they need at maddens.com. Perfect. When I, uh, last fall before things got – fall, winter before things got locked down again, the, the Classic was open – or was 
had brunch and it was absolutely the best brunch I've ever had in Brainerd. I went, I think we went there every week it was open. Uh, Any chance they may reinstate that for during the summer months? Yeah. And, uh, thank you for bringing that up, Chris, because I should have remembered that one of the main, one of the main, you know, kind of new things this year is that there's going to be brunch on, uh, every Sunday at mission point, um, Memorial day to labor day. And then, uh, once the classic closes, uh, so, in, into uh, later October and then November, um, the brunch is going to transition to the Classic Grill. So plan, plan on that being open again next year. And I would agree. I uh, uh, went myself a couple times, and it hit the spot. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Glenn, thanks for taking the time uh, and getting going here. It's next week, of course, or a week from today, I guess, when this airs. Uh, all the official opening and some of the golf is already open. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again down the road a couple times this season, Glenn, and sure appreciate uh, everything kicking off at Madden's. And again, the best way is just Madden's.com. Huh? Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate everything you guys do for golf in the lakes area. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. That's Glenn Hagberg from uh, Madden's. Be sure to put it on your golf calendar this year. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. And be sure to check out our Facebook page, Lakes, Woods, and Irons on Facebook. Like the page and uh, get a drop-down opportunity to win prizes. We'll do that again this week, gift cards from uh, Second Swing Golf. We had a winner last week, Joe Doolittle, so it's your opportunity to uh, uh, win a little free golf swag. That's always kind of fun. Chris, uh Fun event coming up that we we've been involved with a little bit before you you have, uh, but it's uh, it's golf a palooza and it's a chance to get your kids into the game with some fairly inexpensive golf equipment. Yeah, so the week from Sunday, the uh, May second from noon to three at the Legacy. Uh, it's a it's a team event. We've got uh, Maddens and the Pines and Crosswoods and uh, the legacy here all participating and uh we're gonna have a big club swap so junior clubs you can come in and bring your old clubs and and trade in for other people's clubs similar to a ski swap and then we're, we're gonna have new clubs available as well so uh we're looking for equipment from people if you if you have old sets of junior clubs uh in the garage or the basement that that you that you're ready to get rid of we'll uh you can either sell those or, or donate them uh, to the cause, and uh, so we'll take any of those. And then we're going to do some free clinics and lessons throughout the day, and everybody will have their their information on all the all the great junior programs in the Lakes area. And, uh, it should be a great afternoon. Yeah, great idea. Again, four clubs: Legacy, Crosswood, Maddens, and the Pines. And uh, can they just call uh, the pro shops and uh, get more information, Chris, or just come on out? Yeah. Just come on out. There, there's a Facebook page on Golf Palooza. If if they're interested in donating equipment, they can drop them off at any of those golf shops. So Craigans, Crosswoods, uh, Pines Preserve, or any of the Madden's golf shop and shops, and uh, we're we're more than happy to to uh, take those and either either sell them for you or we can or you can donate them. We kind of saw the nice influx of uh, young players and families with the. Uh... Uh, coronavirus pandemic last year a lot of people gravitated toward outdoor activities biking and golfing were two of them in particular 
see a lot of good young players. I was just saying before we went on, I went out and hit some hit some golf balls this last week since my uh, heart issues in November. So uh, wanted to see if I could still swing a golf club, and it's just as average as ever, Chris. So I'm happy <laughs> to say that. But I saw a young player there, uh, one one of the girls trying for the varsity team, and was reminded of. Uh, the, the good good success that the girls uh, varsity team has had the last few years of uh, your daughter was just just uh, it seemed like one of the young kids the last time and then of course you miss a year of golf and now Katie's ready to go right senior is she she's she's a junior this junior. year okay so, good yeah got they, another they year with their, her <laughs> thank goodness uh we're not, I'm, not, I'm not ready for to leave, leave the nest no but uh, I, Brainerd's going to have a very good team this year. They 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 played their first section or their first uh, conference meet yesterday down in St. Cloud, and um, you know one senior Anna Krieger, and then they've got a couple juniors Anna Englund and Katie, then sophomore Izzy Olson, and and ninth grader Sophie Karsnia, and then eighth grader Madeline Holmstrom, and uh, they've got a couple other players that are that are in that mix that could fill those those last three spots so they had a very nice outing they just lost to alexandria by uh by a couple shots yesterday but had uh four four of the the six six girls in the in the 70s yesterday so that's a fantastic score for uh, for high school girls golf and alexandra always has has good teams but uh first first tournament of the year and cold con- conditions and uh, yeah some great golf played the uh, between Alexandria and Brainerd. I think they, they beat the other teams in the conference. Uh, the next closest team was about 30 shots, 30 shots back. So nice, uh, nice showing from our Brainerd warriors. Yeah. And laying out really nice for the next few years. When you talk about eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade and juniors. Uh, yeah. Along with the one senior. So uh, team's going to be good for a, a few years. Sounds like, which is, yeah. is what we're always trying to trying to do with our young teams. No question. I want to thank our guests, uh, Brandon Stukesbury. That was a good segment, Chris. I know you did that alone, but uh, my compliments. That was uh, yeah, thank that, you, Mac. That was quite good, and uh, some short game tips there for you. And our old pal Glenn Hagberg. Uh, they've got uh, their opening coming up around the first of May, so we'll put Madden's on the calendar as well. Chris, thank you very much. Thank you, Mac. You've been listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on thirteen eighty KLIZ.